Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. All right, so we're doing something a little uh, very off the beaten path this week, uh, mainly because we're just kind of waiting for Blue Beetle to come out at this point. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, it's in theaters. We haven't seen it yet. The review comes out uh, next Friday on the 25th. Uh, But this is a movie we've been wanting to review and break down for a bit. Finding the time to do it has just been tough. And since we're uh, throwing off the Batman breakdown schedule just a tad because of how the weeks are falling um, and because we've got some stuff going on we were like well let's let's go ahead and knock this out then because we we've been wanting to do this uh we should go ahead and do it uh before we get into everything we've got some news to go through but i also uh am required by law to ask uh matt how you doing i'm doing very well i had a very annoying situation i had to deal with but um it's always difficult when like you're mad at the organization but you don't want to yell at the person who's on the phone Mm mm-hmm so I had to do that like, I know it's not you, mm-hmm. but don't F this up because if it is, if you F this up, it is you. <laughs> Are we talking about DC right now? Because I feel like we're talking about DC right now. <laughs> no, we're talking about some other organization. We're talking about I some other organization. But yeah, yeah, it was it was one of those times like, yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't like being that way, but sometimes I just have, you have to do that thing of like, look, this has been messed up too many times. Yep. I know you're a 15 hour a an hour person but i need you to do what you need to do so and not put pickles on my quarter pounder like i ordered i know yeah almost <laughs> that level my wife I, is gluten allergic do not put her bread on the plate it doesn't matter if you didn't cook the meat gluten-free if you put the bread on top of her plate yeah guys come on it's not that hard anyway um yeah uh you watching anything good right now um yes there is a show. I'm, I'm waiting for Ahsoka. So, um, Tubi just got vicious. So I've been watching that. And if you haven't watched it, it is amazing. Vicious is a sitcom from several years ago. It's Ian McKellen and Derek Jacoby playing a, an old gay couple. Yo, that sounds excellent. (laughs) Oh, it is the funniest. This is the third time I've watched it. Really? Yeah. It's, it's two, six episode seasons. And, um, and yeah, this is the third time I've watched it's, it is like, I don't have to do ab work. I'm laughing oh, so much. Very nice. I've, I've been rewatching star Wars rebels to get ready for Ahsoka. And then, um, I've had uh, South park playing in the background while I've been working. <laughs> How is work going? How are you doing? We're I'm doing good, man. Work, work has been busy. My, my, my job is this sounds this sounds worse than it is my job is in a state of transition um mm. we're, we're we're shifting around duties as far as who does what uh in my department at work um which is cool because it's actually it's it's opening up uh an opportunity for me to take on a new project at work that i'm really excited about but we have to wait until certain details are fine-tuned and unfortunately i cannot say more about it than that uh for a lot of different reasons we'll, we'll talk more off the mic but uh but yeah no it's 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 going good Perfect. Um, yeah i like it all right let's let's throw into some quick news i have something you're not aware you you're probably not aware of or weren't expecting and apparently you've got something for me too um i'm gonna go first so the dark knight for the longest time has had the outstanding honor of being the single most financially successful movie Warner Brothers ever put out. Yeah, I saw this already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's the greatest thing ever. Well, unfortunately, the, the the Dark Knight is no longer 
the most profitable Warner Brothers movie at all time. That is Barbie. Yes. Barbie is now Warner Brothers' most profitable movie, beating out The Dark Knight. And can I just say, what a world we live in. <laughs> and you know what else? You know what else? Barbie is the fastest movie Warner Brothers has that crossed a billion. It is. It's also the most uh, successful uh, female-directed movie, the first female-directed movie. to Or no, because Wonder Woman crossed a billion. Um, or did it? Or did it come close? I don't think it did. I don't think okay. it did. I'll check while you vamp. Yeah, but anyway, I haven't seen Barbie yet. I really do want to see Barbie. It was, it was, you know, I went and saw Oppenheimer opening weekend. Uh, I'm, you know, broke, so I can't go see every movie when it comes out. Uh, my options at this point were then, okay, uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer. I chose Oppenheimer. Then it was Barbie or Blue Beetle. I'm going Blue Beetle. I'm going to see Barbie eventually, and I hear it's incredible. Uh, the other two of the three mics have said that it's fantastic. I, I would like to see it uh sooner rather than later uh but just the fact that that i felt like it was it behooved us on a batman podcast to acknowledge that the dark knight is no longer the the, the biggest selling warner it's barbie and and just what a time to be alive <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting i i haven't seen it yet we nearly went to go see it Okay. And then a family friend was like, hey, are you taking your kids? And we're like, well, we were going to. And they're like, yeah, you might not want to do you might that. Not want to do that. Yeah. So I've heard good things about it. But at this point, we need to watch it first and then maybe let the kids. I don't know. That's, we, that's, we may end up ending waiting for streaming. It just depends. What, what I've heard is that it's not so much that it's like... um risque or anything like that yeah so much as it's just it's just heavy yeah it's not it's not the it's not the barbie movie that you may have been thinking it was going to be that it's it deals with heavier deeper things which i'm super into and i would very much like to see it and to, to, to see how they approach it and also it's got ryan gosling in it so of course i'm on board yeah. Um, yeah, it's not the, the live action version of the the cgi cartoon yeah. it's not this is not the lego movie but with barbie <laughs> this is not this is like this is a this is an art piece using barbie as a medium and i'm weirdly into that and everything i've heard about i've had most of the movies spoiled for me at this point and everything i've heard i'm like that's fantastic i love everything about that i can't wait to see it on screen but congratulations to to, to everybody involved in, in the barbie camp uh for taking out the dark knight <laughs> Ooh, yeah who can defeat Batman? Apparently Barbie can. <laughs> um, uh, I got Wonder Woman. It did not. Wonder Woman did not cross a billion. Correct, so yeah. Barbie was the first female directed movie to cross a billion dollars. Wonder Woman came close. Wonder Woman eight, came close. Eight seventeen. Yep. So, uh, whoo! All right. So that's <laughs> that's my fun little piece of what's going on in the world of DC. Uh, uh, what do you got, Matt? <clears throat> what you think of the turtle movie? I haven't seen it yet. Why not? <laughs> I have been busy. <laughs> I have been so very busy. I have not had five minutes to myself in about a week and a half. Uh, I'm hoping after this week that will change. Uh, I'm going out of town here tomorrow at the time we're recording this for some family stuff. And then I'll be back in town to see Blue Beetle on Sunday. And then... Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'll have some more time next week to go see it because uh, I want to see it so bad. I okay. want to see it so bad. It looks so good. I've heard it's so good. I I, I think I'm going to go see it a second time. Yeah, 
that's a lot of people have been seeing it on repeat from what i hear especially with their kids uh it looks so good and i can't wait no um, i i'm i had to go to the bathroom part way through the movie so mm-hmm. I missed like one of the big like mid of the film action scenes did. that were supposed to be great. And I'm like, Arr! so you and your old I, man bladder. It's just... Actually, <laughs> did I have to go to the bathroom or I have to go refill the popcorn. It was probably both. <laughs> oh, no, you don't get it for refill. No, who the whatever. You just buy a huge one. Then you don't need to get refills. Oh, I buy one huge one and we all oh, share it. You do the large <laughs> and then get the refills. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Two, two refills. Usually once the, the trailers are over, refill it. And then halfway through the movie, I refill it. Well, again. then you make whoever wants the refill go get it. It's me. I'm usually oh, you're the, the one, one that wants the refill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thought you're like, oh, well, the kids wanted a refill. It's like, well, then you make them go get it. That's <laughs> why I you tr- have children to send them on errands. Yeah. If I trusted my children not to climb into the thing and just eat popcorn fresh, I would. <laughs> Bro, I want to do that. What are you talking about? Dude, movie theater popcorn is, popcorn's my favorite snack, and movie theater popcorn just, yeah. Well, the theater we go has the thing that you dispense it yourself. Oh. Or you just I, walk out there and, and go back uh, to the theater. All our theaters are Cinemark. They're all behind the counter. Uh, but we also yeah. get we also get Pizza Hut and booze at ours, so. There's there's versions of that here, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you have to you have to pay ballpark prices for that booze, but <laughs> you can get booze. I never as a guy used to live down south, I'd never seen that before. So that blew my mind when I moved up to Ohio. Um all right, all we're right. gonna I'm gonna go on a segue unless you keep going. <laughs> no, please, please go. Get me off this topic. It's fine. <laughs> okay. No, so so the one of the places here is called the movie tavern, and they sell like full on 30 ounce giant mugs that you can buy beer out of and it's just oh, a big old glass nice. thing and if you bring it back every time you go they refill it for like a minimum cost oh excellent but you have to lug that thing around it's a big mug it's <laughs> but, a big mug i have one here at the house for drinking beer out of and i barely use it because it's a big mug it, takes yeah, a lot of it gets it gets warm and it gets warm and there's no way that fits in the cup holders no, the movie yeah. theater. So you got to hold oh, it the whole damn time. No, no, no. The it's called the movie tavern. It's they're designed to have to. There's like tray across the back. Oh, of the you row. got the tray things. Okay, one of our theaters. We have we have a couple theaters that are like they're like fancy theaters where you can like get like full dinner service. Correct. Yeah, that's what this is. And they've got they, and so they've got the tray. Yeah. Okay, so they got the trays. Okay. Yeah. So. Gotcha. 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 Um, but then even the one that we go to, it has like you know like the old school where the tray can move in and out. That's what they yeah. have for you to put all your stuff. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Movie theaters are awesome nowadays. Now that we have the leather recliners and the reserved seating and the tables and, and all of that, we can, I cannot believe we lived without it for as many years as we did. I can't that. believe it took so many other places. Like I've been doing reserved seating for the past, like 10, 12 it's a, years. It's a long time to roll out nationwide. It really did. It wasn't until like, it really popped off like in Los Angeles that suddenly it was popping off over here in Ohio. And then the first time I went and had the leather seating, leather recliner, I was like, I can never sit in a regular movie theater seat ever again. Yeah. And when I would go to other theaters and they hadn't updated yet, I was like, no, it's not good. You guys got to get the big seats. Sorry. You have to, you got it. You have to. Well, and my thing, the thing I like about it is it kind of relieves the stress of I've got to be there for a good seat. Yes. Oh, and- oh, oh, thousand percent. Like I've got my seat. I know where I'm sitting. I can walk in after the trailers if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. So that's 
that's going on with us uh we've been having a good time we hope you guys have been too and we're going to keep the good times rolling as we uh do a do a breakdown of uh 1994's the shadow <laughs> who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men <laughs> The Shadow knows. All right, Matthew. The Shadow. Walk us through it. It's the greatest movie of all time. I don't know uh, any, but uh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 no. No, sir. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> I, I think this movie is kind of in this weird vein for me of like Batman Forever. Mm. I know I shouldn't like it. I know it's kind of <laughs> cheesy. But I just love this movie. And... Similar to Val Kilmer and Batman Forever, it's all Alec Baldwin as the shadow. He is fully, now I can't say he's fully invested in what he's doing, but he's fully invested in, I've got the biggest in this movie, and I'm just going to swing it left and right as I'm walking through these scenes. (laughs) Swing low, sweet chariot. (laughs) The man, the man doesn't have to wear knee-high socks. That's all I'm no. saying. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is swinging some major BDE in this movie, and he is letting everybody know. If you don't know what that is, kids, Google it with your parents' permission. Uh, yeah. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Uh, Alec Baldwin, because like it's not like this movie doesn't have a stacked cast. I mean, John Lone, yeah. Penelope Miller, Peter Boyle, Ian McKellen, Jonathan Winters, Tim Curry. I mean, it's a it's it's a hell of a stacked cast. But Alec Baldwin is, I feel like every character is making their own movie in this, in this movie. I feel like every actor is making their own movie. Yeah. It's a little all over the place, but whichever movie Alec Baldwin is making is the one I'm here to see. And when that's the movie we get, oh, yeah. Now I will say this, this movie's dated as hell. (laughs) This, this movie has not aged well. In any in any respect of the term. Well, and I think what it is, this is one of those movies that has been so forgotten that you no one's upscaled it to make it HD. No one's cleaned it up or remastered it. It's just that DVD quality is the best you're going to get out of it. And it does kind of show when you're watching it on HD TV of like, mm, yeah, this is kind of weird. But um, but no, I think the shadows one of those those characters. I was aware of before the movie. Were you aware of him before? I mean, I know the movie's kind of out when you're younger. So, so 94, I'm five years old. So this is my first exposure to now my mother, you know, like the trailer comes out. She took me to see it. No, she rented it for me. And then there were a few scenes. She really wished she had that. I hadn't seen um, because they were just a little scary for a kid, a little violent. Um, that, 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 that knife is so creepy. That, that dagger <laughs> is so creepy. Um, Robot. But, uh, but no, so I didn't, but my mom explained to me like, yeah, it used to be a radio show and a comic strip. And, but again, it's 94. So it's not like I had the, the availability to like, look, like, I'm sure if I went and looked now, I could find the old radio dramas somewhere oh, on the internet. Yeah. And I actually, actually, I kind of hope that's true. Cause I'd like to check those out. They're interesting. Like, cause Orson Welles did them, did a season oh, or two. Really? Yeah. And I remember when I was in choir in seventh grade, the, the, the teacher, amazing teacher, 
and she would let us listen to different things and talking about voice quality. And one day she let us listen to like two or three episodes of the shadow because they're only like six, seven minutes long, but um, it was on a record. And Oh, why are you making that face, bro? Oh, cause I just found all of them. Oh, there's a website called, there's a website called old radio world that has just a library of, of MP3s of old radio broadcasts, comedies, dramas, all that. It's got a whole splash page dedicated to like the history of the shadow and like even the comic books that came out after the radio show. And then it's got where you can listen to, I think all of, I don't know how many there are supposed to be. But well, because there's like three or four different versions. I don't think Orson Welles. So this is this is the one that ran from um, it looks like 30s from like 30 in 30s and the 40s. So it might be it might be kind of a hodgepodge. These yeah. all have different dates on them. Some from the 50s, 40s. They're not like in any particular order, but it's a shitload of episodes. Um, so I don't know if it's this. They have 56 episodes available for download. Nice, nice. But it, it's 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 interesting. Listen. And it was cool because she played them on records for us. Mm -hmm. So as much as some people might find that noise annoying, it just made these things creepier because even though they don't lean to it as much in the movie, like the shadow's not exactly a nice guy originally. No, he's He's not not a a superhero. Ha ha. He's the original antihero. Yeah. He's the original antihero because this is before Batman. Yeah, the shadows created. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the the stuff of both Superman and Batman come from the shadow with the double identity, the the side chick or whatever. Because her name's oh my gosh, her name just suddenly escaped my something Lane, Margot Lane. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, Margot. But um, but no, it's it's interesting to to see that this is one of those times where I'm like, why did you guys pick this to be a movie? Yeah, because this is around like the Rocketeer comes out two or three years before this. Yeah, Ooh, I love the Rocketeer, so good. But but it's just like, like, it's interesting because Batman does big. So then you get these weird, random like pulp here. Like they did the Phantom, they did the Shadow, they did the Rocketeer, um, and I'm like, why, why these? <laughs> I think I think for the most part. You know, because so it's ninety four. So we've had Batman and Batman Returns. We've had the Chris Reeves Superman movies. We've had the horrible Captain America. We've movie. had the horrible. Oh, that movie is Punisher movie. Yeah. Um, um, so this was this was just this. You know, the flat is the Flash TV show on at this point. With John Wesley Ship at ninety four. Yes. It's coming on. It's aired. It's two episodes. Okay. <laughs> I know it had more than that, but maybe nine. There's only yeah, there's only two that matter. That's the movie length pilot and the trickster episode. Um, Fair. Other than that, who cares? Uh, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> anyway, things that are happening. Things uh, are happening. Oh the, the uh, yeah. So uh, th- this is kind of the first. This is one of those early attempts of them throwing comic book stuff at the wall and seeing what war- and seeing what lands. And comic book properties at this point aren't really profitable, not as a standard. Like, yes, Batman was successful and Superman was successful, but other than that, they haven't been a commercial success. So things like the Rocketeer and the Shadow were probably cheap to get the rights to because, you know, because these comic book companies don't have movie studios yet. Marvel was the first one to do that with Marvel Studios. 
Yeah. Um, so whichever studio, who is this? Is this, this is universal. Yeah. So universal is the one, you know, that makes this, um, Jerry Goldsmith did the score. Good. I like Jerry Goldsmith. Um, it's a good score too. Well, Jerry Goldsmith's incredible. Um, odds are they were trying to get something they could get the rights to for next to nothing. And that would be low budget to make because this, this movie, you don't need a ton of special effects work with this one. You need some you need makeup work, I think. And the makeup is, is, is pretty good. Um, but there's not a ton of special effects yeah. and what you need the special effects for are, um, not super elaborate. You just need somebody to do really cool shadow effects is the most of that in the room when yeah. the room spins, but, um, and, and that fucking knife, God, I hate that knife <laughs> so much. It's so creepy. I do not like it. Um, so, so why? So, cause also the phantom comes around, comes out around this time yeah. again, low budget uh low low cost for rights to and for distribution and all that so that's probably why because it actually kind of makes a lot of sense they would do this because it would because every comic movie was a gamble and they're like well if we're going to gamble let's gamble on something that we can kind of just do whatever we want with it you know there's not any kind of expectation with the shadow or the punisher um or not the punisher or the phantom or the rocketeer because you're right Nobody knows who the hell they are. So you can kind of just yeah. do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And it and and like Thank at the time guys. it was yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> it's weird too because you have that like Alec Baldwin's there, but he's there to be Alec Baldwin as the shadow. He's there to get people to watch the damn movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think like because what because when, when was Hunt for Red October? 89. Because I think yeah, that makes that sounds about right. Yeah, he's already like Alec Baldwin's a name at this point. Yeah. So he's definitely your star power. John Lone, though not a big name, he has been in like he's I think he's like the year of living danger. There's a movie he did that he got an Oscar nomination for right before like around this time as well, before right. this. So like he's a pretty good get. And he's doing the job he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know. And, but of course, like I laugh because like, that's one of those, this is one of those movies that I, I think the, like, maybe I started watching it maybe in the late two, like 2010, I hadn't watched it in a while and I started watching it. I'm like, is that Ian McKellen? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what Ian McKellen is doing in this movie. Uh, at the time, he really isn't a, a name. This is pre- x-men pre lord of the rings like he's doing a lot of stage well, it work. wasn't so much that he hadn't it wasn't a name as was he hadn't had his like his like his renaissance yet he wasn't a name here yeah he was a he name in, in britain yeah. um well but also you know you've got when you look at who else is in it, i mean peter boyle obviously very wildly popular at this point and everybody knows who peter boyle is um at this point when this movie comes out you know uh, and then you've also got tim curry everyone loves tim curry that is correct so yeah, and then there's people who then there's people in this movie who are who we know now, um, but maybe didn't know as well back then, you know. But you also got you've also got like your supporting cast is stellar again, like Ian McKellen, Tim Curry, Jonathan Whitner, Winters, uh, James Hong. Everybody loves James Hong, who yeah. only recently got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and that is ridiculous, insane. James Hong is incredible. Um, you know, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Alec Baldwin's filmography right now. And when you look at how he plays Lamont in this, and you look at what he's done in the past, his character in this movie is kind of a perfect amalgamation 
of his character in uh, the Hunt for Red October and who he plays in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. You know, because when you think about the scene in Glenn Gary again, you know, do you think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. Put no. the coffee down. That is the intensity and kind of the sleazy intensity, the kind of know-it-all uh, stick up your ass intensity that Lamont Cranston has yeah. uh, as the shadow. And then just the, what he did with, with uh, his role in Hunt for Red October as well. I mean, he, he did the work. He did. He understood yeah. the assignment. <laughs> it, it's not a great movie, but if you see Malice, it has one of the most yeah. intense, intense monologues of all time about who are they praying to? Yeah. So good. Um, it's so good. But yeah, he, he comes in and he just strodes through this film, like nobody's business. Mm. And it's, you know, it is definitely a movie of the time. It's kind of funny to watch like the actions. Okay. You know, it's, it's okay. It's they, they, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. They had some good editors. Yeah. The, the, this movie is saved by editing I, yeah. uh, many times. Yeah. Well, and it's because the shadow at this point, he's not this super BA fighter. He's just supposed to be this guy who is watching things and influencing things. Like if you listen to the radio show, he doesn't really do much. He's just, he's almost like the specter is what the shadow yeah. is like. Very much the specter of just like, I'm watching this thing happen. I may do this little thing to make it worse and then laugh when everything goes horribly wrong. Because yeah, <laughs> he knows evil. what evil lurks in the hearts of all men. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was a radio drama. That's yeah. how it started. It didn't start as a comic book. It started as a radio drama. And you can't really do action yeah. in a radio drama. So you have to get more creative with with your character that's why the mysteries were so popular because you don't need action for a good mystery and that's what the shadow usually were was they were really great mystery detective stories and so to be but this is 94 so action movies are are big at this point so that's why you have him shooting the concrete off of james hong's feet yeah doing doing yeah i know i know physics are a thing i'm trying i i really I, I there's so many, I, I i don't mean to sound so negative it's so silly because <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like what is he making his bullets with because because i have questions <laughs> there there's definitely like like the the thing that i did you get the, like the part where the messages are sent through the vacuum tubes one of my favorite scenes in the movie i'm not gonna lie it makes absolutely no sense yeah it, but that's so not cool. physics no it's not physics at all the, but it's, it, great. it's 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 the infrastructure of it i'm like i'm like the lengths you would have had to go through to pull that off are impossible <laughs> but i also kind of don't care because it's really neat <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it it's so i think that that with him there, with him taking it as seriously as he does, with John Lone taking it as seriously as he's, and even Penelope Ann Miller, like they're dialed in enough, yeah, that like you're not watching how it's. I always call it the bad boy syndrome. Like the movie Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence makes no sense, but because you're so invested no. in those two guys, you don't care because you just want to see what they're gonna do. You just because because you get to the scene where they interrogate her date and. And I'm that's one of the greatest 
comedy yeah. scenes in film. Yeah. That is one of the funniest scenes ever put yeah. to film in that scene in Bad Boys. But when I, you get John, Lo- to me, I go, when you get John Lone and Alec Baldwin in the like two or three scenes they're in together, that's gold, mm. bro. It is gold. Yeah. I've, that I've is- kind of gotten a taste for your American bourbon. You're just like, why are you asking for bourbon? Like, what is happening right now? Because bourbon is delicious, Matthew yeah. Hasso. I just mean <laughs> that you're having this confrontation. And, and then he's like, nice. Where did you get that tie? Brooks and Fifth Avenue. You're a madman. <laughs> and then the next scene, he's wearing that tie. Did you notice so, that? I did. It was excellent. Okay. That was very good. <laughs> Uh, Alec Baldwin, John Lone, and Penelope Ann Miller are all a thousand percent dialed into this. Are dialed into into the movie they're making. The problem is all three of them are making three different movies. Correct. I yes. I I because you, you're right when when John Lone and Alec Baldwin are on screen together just chewing scenery, I can watch that all day. When Alec Baldwin and, and Penelope Ann Miller, I think have incredible chemistry in this, but it's it's just they're they're making different movies. Yeah. Um. So it's. So I'm actually kind of amazed they pulled off the the on-screen chemistry as they did because because I could have sworn Penelope Ann Miller thought she was making a sequel to Dick Tracy. Don't get me wrong. I love Dick Tracy. I love that movie for what it is. She seemed like she was like she had watched Dick Tracy the week before, and that's what she was going for. And and John Lone, I felt like was trying to do it like his audition to be like the next Darth Vader or something like that. Like yeah, he was like, going, he was going for like mustache twirly. Uh, he's uh, not uh, with Adam, Alec Baldwin. And he's doing some of those scenes by himself. You're just like, like did nobody go, Hey, can you just dial it back a little? We want people to be afraid of you. Not wondering where you've been. I, Margoli. I, Oh, the, I hated the billboard. I hate. I was yeah. like, there were so many other ways to do that. That felt like that felt like such a such a Ghostbusters ripoff. Honestly, it was it was a weird. It was very Ghostbustersy. Um, yeah, I just I. There are so many times he's on screen by himself, and I'm like, was take two like a like a like considered a dirty phrase on set? Like, <laughs> or, like was this? It just there was a lot of scenes when he was by himself, or just like when he wasn't with Alec Baldwin. And same with Penelope Ann Miller, where I'm like, was this, were we just trying to do everything in one? It felt like we were trying to do it like, like we were just on a tight schedule and trying to do everything in one take. Cause yeah, a lot of these, there's some, there are some scenes that feel like the first take. Yeah, there's two scenes of her that I'm like, wow, you nailed that. One was when her and Tip Curry are in the hall. Yes. Like, you don't return my calls anymore. That's not true. I never returned your calls. <laughs> and then when she's doing the whole what she dreamed about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. She's like, what did you dream about? I dream I, I dreamt I tear my face off and I was somebody else underneath. <laughs> I hate that scene. I really I love do. That. I love that scene. It I makes no scene. sense. It has no reason to be in this movie. That's why I hate it. The dream, <laughs> the dream means nothing. The whole scene means nothing. I mean, I get why it's in the movie, but I hate that scene. That I really, I really did enjoy this movie, though. I, I, I again, like, I want to be very clear. Uh, what I didn't like, I really didn't like. But uh, this movie, for the time that it came out, for what the world was expecting from this movie and everybody did really good for the most part with what they were given. 
even Tim Curry, who has one of the weirdest scenes ever in yeah. this movie, um, when he's losing his mind, yeah, chicken, sissy. It's like, oh, is this the outtakes? Did we just yeah. forget to actually shoot this scene and they just cut in the out? It feels like we cut in the outtakes. Yeah. I, I, but again, that's that that's that everyone's making a different movie in this movie. Even even, even, tone, even this, yeah. a tone issue. There's there is no tone. Like it's it's it just it just seems like from one one day to the next, they couldn't agree on on a tone. Yeah. It it's 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 tonally Oh, one minute it's a one minute it's neo noir. One minute it's it's a it's a freaking comedy. I mean, I really yeah. don't. I really it's it. And then it gets straight horror when the dagger sh- that dagger. <laughs> we're we're gonna spend a few minutes talking about this thing. Most especially because Frank Welker it was the voice of it, and that's incredible. Um, the voice. You're uh, cracking me up with this dagger. Thing. <laughs> so that dagger, as a kid, was one of the scenes that my mom was like, "Oh, I shouldn't let you do that." Like when it bites his hand and all that. Because, like, yeah, when you're five years old, that's 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 a lot. Um, I'm buying you that dagger for Christmas. <laughs> but then watching it as an adult, I mean, yeah, I'm like, it's just not fun to look at. It's not fun to watch on screen. The scenes are uncomfortable. Uh, I hate that dagger so much. I hate everything about it. I, I and I also feel like ultimately it doesn't have to be in the movie. But it is the culmination of his story arc because at the end he learns how to control it to I the know. point where he could control anything, which is what I liked. But it's a bit much. That's a bad I, times. I think it's just bad execution. I think there were other ways you could have done that. It was just, it was just, I mean, I understand you. It's the 90s. We love MacGuffins in the 90s. And I, I know that this thing was meant to be basically Chekhov's demon dagger, but I, 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 think, I hated it. And then, and then after finishing the movie, I'm, like, I'm just like, I don't need to see this. I didn't need to see the dagger. I think the, the biggest thing for me when I think about that dagger, it is the, in my opinion, the one thing that sticks out that the technology is not there for it. Yeah. They, they, oh, they, over, like a sore thumb. Yeah. They over, they overshot it with, they overshot their, their attempt with, with the dagger. And also just because like it ultimately, it's again, it's part of the tonal thing. It, 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 it takes me out of the movie because it's so, everything about that dagger is so off brand with everything else going on in this movie. Yeah. And while everyone's kind of all over the place, that dagger is so out in left field that it genuinely like it 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 disrupts my suspension of disbelief yeah. with this movie. Like it's it's too it's too weird by half. It's it's one of those things where like I watch this movie and you get to like the first 20 minutes in this movie and you're like, "Okay, I know what we're dealing with." And then Tim Curry shows up and now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just is all over the place because even like when Ch- Shao Kahn shows up and he does that whole weird thing with the at the museum and I'm like why this is a bit that's a bit too playful but no I I like the movie I think it's really cool I, I do think it is dated but just watching in my opinion like just similar to Batman Forever like watching Val Kilmer be this great Batman watching Alec Baldwin be smooth as lemonade hot like a paper plate as Lamont Cranston and then just be menacing at times as the shadow I think is 
is is really cool and it's it's he's the reason to watch the movie it really is him him and the scenes yeah. between him and john Lowe. the rest of the movie kind of goes back and forth but it is um this is one of those movies the the late great john schnepp used to talk about it and i've done yeah. it before and i i mean i don't know why this is one of like three or four comic book properties i don't know why we haven't rebooted this i don't know why either honestly um when you look at the resurgence of of uh niche nostalgic comic book stuff we've gotten in recent years or that we know is coming especially with like some of just the truly outlandish stuff james gunn is pitching for the dcu we're getting to see things like you know werewolf by night crush like it did on yeah. on disney plus or you know the guardians of the galaxy for crying out loud i mean it and we we've shown that and, and that if anything that's proven that like people will show out for a good movie you just you, you regardless of how obscure the ip is people will show out for it so i think something like the shadow is absolutely primed for a reboot for another 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 attempt in the current landscape of comic book properties being made with with the movies and shows we're getting i i think i think we are well past due for a reboot uh for another attempt at the show yes yes i think so and with that in mind i think we should do one uh, i think we should pitch one not today um oh, uh, sure? uh, we are uh, we are just about out of time folks oh. uh but uh i i think you're absolutely right so uh look we we like this movie we think this movie is, is quite good is it is it dated and problematic of its time yes but i think it's a good movie and i think it's a property worthy of 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 more consideration and sometimes and, watching a movie that's a little older just to have fun watching what it is for what it is. Yeah. It's a good, like, put it on we, TV. We've been doing that. We've been doing that <laughs> with these Batman movies. Going back and, you know, I rewatch the 66 one, you know, probably once a year, 89. But, like, going back and, like, rewatch, I hadn't watched Batman Returns in forever. I hadn't watched Batman Forever in forever. And rewatching it now and being like, hey, you know what? there's stuff to like and same with the shadow it's like man there's stuff to like here and i'm gonna rewatch batman and robin we'll see <laughs> so it's just because but yeah. yeah so check this out if you I, I don't know where it's streaming if anywhere right now you have to pay for it to stream is it on i have Amazon? a dvd I think it's on Amazon. It's not on okay. Max because I don't okay. think technically it's, it's a not Warner DC. Brothers. It's, it's not universal. It's, it's not a DC. It, yeah. The, well, the, even the, even the Shadow itself, I think, is owned by, um, or no, I think it might be public domain. Let me see. You no, know what? No, I don't think he is. I think Shadow. Because it was because it's from 1930. It's 1930. So um, let me let me check. I don't think he is. Is yeah. Shadow. probably should have looked this up before we did this but uh i mean it's been done by well i take that back you know what dc did publish some shadow comics in the 70s and 80s um so 2027 is when he will enter public domain okay so i have two years i have no doubt in my mind that when he hits public domain dc will snatch him up because well, he you is, know what they've he started also... to become tied in with batman 
They well, yeah, because they did a Shadow and Batman crossover comic in 2017. Yeah. Um, with Dy- so I think Dynamite Entertainment has them currently. Okay, it can be rented for four dollars on pretty much every single streaming service, but it's not free anywhere. Okay, well, that's that's that makes sense. Um, if it's not owned by Disney or Warner Brothers, then that makes sense. Um, but so, but with that being said, we do think it we we think it deserves another shot. So, uh, next week, as we as we said earlier, is our review of Blue Beetle. But the week after, and then the week after that is our our uh, Batman and Robin review. Um, but once we get past our uh, our regularly scheduled programming, look look forward in a few weeks for we haven't we haven't pitched a movie in a while. We we used no. to do a lot of pitches and we haven't pitched anything in a while. So we're each going to pitch our own uh, idea for a remake reboot of The Shadow on the show in a few weeks. So look forward to that. There, I am gonna, however, gonna set one rule for that. Uh, oh, what's that? Uh, what's that? Can't be well, me. Uh, well, yeah, the rule the rule is specifically for you. You're not allowed to use Chris Evans. For those who don't know, on Matthew's old show, Fanboy Junction, uh, <laughs> they essentially uh, they pitched a new ca- a, a, a new cast and crew for the Shadow for every and movie we did, every, almost every movie that they did, uh, of which I got to do a few. And uh, but for for Matt's uh, pitch on that, he he pitched Chris Evans at the time to be the Shadow. Uh, you can't use him again. Um, I'm, I'm, I want it on the record. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? I'm actually, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I need to go back and review that episode. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to set my own rule and say, I can't use anybody from that thing. And that sucks good too, rule. because I had a really good, yeah, a really good Shao Kahn. But, but you know what? It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun to, uh, to put in some, some new, just take another pass at it. And I, again, this is a movie I haven't thought about in a yeah. long time so uh this will be a co- and we've got a few weeks so this will be a cool chance for me to do some research and uh maybe i can find some- i'm gonna listen to some of these radio dramas now that i know that i'm gonna send i'm gonna send you the link to this too when we get yes, done please, here. Please. I- i'm gonna listen to some of these because ooh, 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 ooh. now that i know these are out there <laughs> i can't wait to listen to these 56 of them so i i got plenty to listen to um all right guys that's that that's it for this week that's what we think of the shadow from 1994 excuse me pick up into the microphone uh go watch it if you have the means to do so uh please do uh check it out and uh you know next week again blue beetle review and then our our batman and robin breakdown as we just savagely tear that one to pieces is coming the week uh first week of september Mm -hmm. on september 1st so look forward to that as well uh make sure you guys let us know what you think of all this what you think of the movie what you think of everything uh, in the world what you think of tacos i love to know what you think of tacos you can let us know about all that over on uh twitter at we are the batman you can find me on twitter at mr mike shea you can find me at mr j ninja that is gonna do it for this week on we are the batman we will see you guys again next week same bat time same bat podcast channel <laughs> who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men <laughs> the shadow knows.